Welcome to Between the Covers, the show for readers, writers, and lovers of books. I'm Stephanie, and I'm so excited today to be joined by two powerful women. They are authors. They are out there for the author community in a million ways. And I have been so fortunate they were both contributors on Launchpad, the countdown to marketing your book. Um, if you haven't grabbed your copy yet, Launchpad, the countdown to marketing your book, is the third in a series that started with the countdown to writing your book, followed by the countdown to publishing your book, and then finally, the countdown to marketing your book. Uh, some of our contributors had something to say on a bunch of different fronts because they are involved in so many different ways. And we're so thrilled to have gotten such amazing people on these books. So if you are writing, publishing, or marketing a book, you'll definitely want to grab a copy. Our first guest today, Erica Lance, has been on uh, at least two of the books, Erica. Is it three? I, I lose track. It's <laughs> it's two. I was on the publishing and the marketing, which okay, was amazing. Publishing and marketing. We missed you on the writing one, but obviously, from the fact that I'm sitting here with an author's accountability planner, uh, and I know you're quite the writer besides publisher and marketer, but I, I am just so in love with this book that I, I think I'm like on Amazon on a different screen ordering mine as we speak. Uh, <laughs> Erica, in addition to being an author, publisher, marketer, um, also is uh, one of the heads of the Four Horsemen Publications. That's a fabulous name for a group that Thank does you. amazing things. So welcome, Erica Lance. Thanks for Thank joining Thank you us. so much. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, thrilled to have you. Always thrilled. I've had you on as an author and we're talking just about your writing. And I know you were on last time as a publisher and, and now <laughs> I'm thinking you should have been on that other book, but we were kind of full. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was, I, I felt very lucky when um, Grace Salmon reached out to me and she's like, do you want to contribute? And I'm like, yes, I have so much I'll say, oh. but you decide if you want me there. Like I get very <laughs> excited, very passionate. I'm like, I have all the words. <laughs> no, no, you are super passionate. Passionate. I, I uh, loved every every chapter that you wrote. The one that you wrote for this one, shameless self promotion. Can you just give us a little uh, a little hint in why you chose that title? Because that's just fabulous, and I'm, I love alliteration, so I'm right there with it. But some tips for us. Thank you. Yes, I chose that title because I think one of the biggest things authors forget is that. They're celebrities. The moment you publish a book, you're a celebrity. Even if you don't believe that, literally, legally, you're a celebrity. It changes all kinds of laws on defamation and things like that. But you're in the public spotlight. And authors tend to, I think, a lot of times be introverts and stuff like that. But you have to put yourself out there. We're not in a place where your book is magically going to float into readers' hands. And if you don't take it under... um uh, yourself to go do your own promotion and be shameless about it. That doesn't mean you have to be rude, but be willing to be out there in all kinds of different ways that I think a lot of authors don't think about when it comes to marketing themselves, because the top two ways books are sold is word of mouth and author platform. That makes up for 65% of sales. And this has been true for the last 12 years those are the two ways that authors sell things. It's not ads and spending a bunch of money on things. It's um, getting your platform up there and being willing to get word of mouth on your book. So I am so glad you said that because that sounds so actionable. That really, that really puts it into, you know, my lap, everyone's lap as an author, like I can do this. 
she gave me the keys to the kingdom. Just go out and do it. And you're so right about that. Yes. And I think one thing, especially now, because now we're in a whole place where artificial intelligence is there. And that is, I, I make this reference a lot of times then people are, I think, blown away. So um, I am an author of nonfiction and fiction, two different fictions. I run a publishing house. I do a podcast about authors. So I am entrenched in books and authors. I <laughs> never see an ad for a book on Facebook. They wow. never present me with an ad. But when I look up Sasquatch purses for my other podcast, I will see 4,000 ads for Sasquatch purses. I mean, it's true. Like I can't get rid of the Sasquatch purse ads. So <laughs> we're in a place where you may think your audience is seeing something you're paying money for, but they're not seeing something you're paying money for. And there are so many other ways to promote yourself that don't cost an arm and a leg, especially for authors, because a lot of authors are doing this not as their full-time gig, which we all want to do, but it is their second job. So you have to have a way to do it where you're not just um, sending out money because I often have the term, I like the term, the juice is worth the squeeze. So yeah. if you pay money for ads or other things, how many books do you have to sell to make up that money? Like, are you going to sell that many books for what you're spending that money on? And there's so many ways you can do it without having to do that. But you have to be shameless about it. You have to be willing to put yourself out there and put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And I'm not asking the author. I'm asking the celebrity to go do that because celebrities do it all the time. Oh, I am so glad we are all celebrities, whether you like it or not. And you're absolutely right. And I have one author I work with. Books, you know, probably sold a dozen on Amazon. She has sold thousands out of the trunk of her car. When I read your title, Shameless Self-Promotion, this one author just floated to the top of my mind because I tell you, she has never left a grocery store without selling books to those people she's met there. And well, Good one of her? the authors, you say the trunk of your car, one of the authors and one of the people that is um, works with me at Four Horsemen, she um, had the joke because she got stopped at TSA for one of those random checks and she was making a joke <laughs> about it. And she made a joke about putting it in her next story. And the people there in line with where got the book, literally <laughs> bought her book when she described what she was going to put into the next one. They're like, what did you do this series? And she said it. And they bought it there. You have no idea. Like I always say, you may be whatever in real life. I'm using quotations, real life. But <laughs> if, say you're a nurse. When people ask you what you do, you're not a nurse. You're an author. I'm an author. I'm a writer. And they'll go, oh, really? What do you write? 99.9% .9 of the time, they'll ask that question. Business card. Psh, here's yeah. what I write. Here's how you found my books. I write horror. You know, whatever it is that you write. You'd be amazed how quickly you can grow your audience that way if you're willing to be that first. Absolutely. And when authors are, you know, placing a book order, I know with me, and they say, how many should I order? I always say you should have at least 20 books in the trunk of your car at all times because you just don't know. You don't. And Another trick an author does is they go write at coffee shops, but they take a copy of one of their books and they set it next to them as they're writing in the coffee shop because people will go, oh, what's that? Whoa, cha-ching. <laughs> Here's a book. I'll autograph it for you. 
They've sold a ton of books just sitting in coffee shops with their book next to them. And then when that one gets sold, they pull another one out of there. Yep. Yeah, they do. And they're like, whoops, here we go. Next one. Like it's, it's easier than you think if you're willing to get past any thought that anybody is judging you for any of this. Cause they're not. I love that. Now you've just given a whole lot of us permission to rise to our celebrity status and go for it. You're absolutely right. Well, tell me a little bit about, and I'm loving this, the, author's accountability planner because so many people yes a million people wrote a book and say how do i get it out there and you start by reading erica's chapter on shameless self-promotion but others say how do i keep going how do i get started how can i make sure that i do this every day so tell us about the planner oh i would love to so we wrote the author's accountability planner we're going into our fourth year of it and writing is hard and a lot of people do not put, if you want to be a writer, it's a job. You have to treat it like a job. You have to make time for it. But you also have to understand how much you can produce because people can go, I'm going to write four books this year. And I know plenty of authors that can do that. But what does that take? How many words? How many words per day are you going to write? What time do you have set aside for it? And how do you keep yourself motivated and going? Because it's such a solitary thing in a way is we're creating a community of people with our planner. And it's something you write in. It's something you keep track of what you're doing because you can also do look backs and go, what am I spending my time doing? And we included muses. We have four muses. We have an architect, a researcher, a cheerleader, and a taskmaster to keep you on track of what you can do for every single week. And we have activity grids to keep track of monthly. Because I think if we have any other job, there's a quantifiable metrics that we track for what we're doing. So as an author, if you don't have that, you're not going to be able to keep going. And some people kind of get lost. Imposter syndrome is such a real thing for authors. It's so easy for them to think that people don't want their books, don't want their work. They're not good enough, stuff like that. And when it's a solitary thing and nobody's over your shoulder going, are you stuck? What's happening? What's going on? This is that companion to help you do that. And it includes an online community on Facebook called the Accountable Authors Group. So you have other writers that you can talk to about what's going on and what you're doing so that you can reach your goal, whatever your goal is as an author. That's fantastic. You're so right. We need accountability. Nobody's saying to me every day, did you do what you were supposed to do? And having not only the book, but the Facebook group. Yes, the community, because the entire reason I started Four Horsemen Publications in 2020 was I felt, and I know you have a similar thing, the The publishing world is not great to authors. It's not great to the creatives. And you, it's, you know, you'd get a painter and I, this is an analogy I make. If you had a painter that painted a beautiful beach sunset, you would never go, can I have that? But I really need it to be a snowy forest at dawn. <laughs> It's can true. you do that? Like <laughs> you would never ask them to do that, but we are constantly as authors asked to not have our work be where it is and not have the support and um, how to do things. Like I love the launch pad books for this reason. This is how you write your book. This is how you get your book published. Here are your avenues. This is how you market your book. Cause a lot of authors forget that marketing part. Like they're like, Oh, Oh, I published my book. Look. And then there's that little thing that creeps in going, how is anybody going to get that book? So um, 
the accountability planner just goes hand in hand with how do you write that book and how do you become successful as an author, however you measure that success and being able to get to that point of getting a book published. Because I think we can all raise our hands and say, how many people go, oh, I'm going to write a book and how many people actually write a book? Absolutely. There's a, a statistic I'm always tossing around, which sounds crazy, but I believe it. Um, book Expo had done a, a survey and 90% of those surveyed said that they want to write a book, that it was one of those items on their bucket list. And I believe it because every time I walk into a room of strangers and I'm introduced as you know a publisher or whatnot, I am surrounded by people. I'm writing a book. I wrote a book. It's in my drawer. It's in my head. Everybody wants to write a book. Yet the percentage that actually crossed that finish line is like this. And that's why that accountability planner is so amazing. It's true. And we happen to be in a field where there's never going to be, it's not like buying a car or buying a blender where you are only going to buy so many cars or so many blenders in your lifetime. Um, romance readers, what do they read between seven and 10 books a, a week? Like that's a real statistic. Um, and if you don't feed this machine, people, most of the people don't reread books. They find new books. So it's never like you're going to run out of audience. Get your book done. Write your book. You have, even if you're telling a story, other people have told one of my very good friends who's a PhD in English literature always says, even if you're writing a twilight story about vampires and a girl falling in love with vampires, that story has never been told from you. There is an audience for it. Tell your version of that story because people want to hear that version. Whatever that version is of any kind of story, don't go, oh, a lot of people have written about werewolves. If you have a werewolf story, write it because it's a story nobody's heard before. Absolutely. And and all of those, I'll call them famous books, the ones that uh, about a werewolf or a witch or uh, a wizard, it wasn't the first book that was ever written by they <laughs> joining the troops of many other werewolf and wizard books as well. So exactly. And a lot of those books didn't take off from the first book that Absolutely. was written. It took gaining an audience momentum. And trust me, it wasn't because they were with a big publisher. No. That's not the origin stories of a lot of these books so you have a story to tell you can write it i mean look at least in fiction we're not redoing the same movie for the 800th time like i love spider-man don't get me wrong but how many spider-mans are there because they keep writing the same movie again yes and and so instead let's write a new version of that story let's have new heroes let's have new things happening but from whatever voice you want to say it from Oh, Erica, as always, you are so inspiring. You make me want to, well, run out and buy your book, but then <laughs> run out and write like 10 others, like romance books, because I had was not aware that they were reading between seven and 10 <laughs> books a week. That's... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, romance, paranormal romance, even young adult. If you think about when we were younger and we had Kindles and I, we didn't have Kindles, but we could go to the library. We'd get six You're books right. out of the library. Right read them all, take them all back the next week and start again. You're absolutely right. I just never ran the numbers. And when you run those numbers, folks, go out and write some books. There's a lot of people who are hungry for your books out there. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, well, as always, such a thrill uh, to have you. And once you do write those books, our next guest, uh, Annie McDonald, is uh, the author of her chapter is 
how to get more book reviews. Annie is like a professional book reviewer at this point. I've never heard of <laughs> one before her, but she is absolutely it. Um, TheRightReview.com, but also has Annie's song, Dandelion Streams and Dogs. And I'm so excited to have Annie McDonald. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so well, honored to be part of this uh, launchpad oh, series. My gosh, and and book reviews. Uh, when that when your chapter got included, that is huge because I know we all have that. They call it social proof that we only buy things that have a whole lot of stars next to them because we figure, oh, all it's these other people must have liked it. It must be good. So book reviews are so so critical to people. Uh, people will be at Sam's Club. And look at Amazon reviews to to decide which book they want. I, I've you know, actually that, that happens done all that. the time. I've actually done that in stores <laughs> about a book. Even if I was like shopping for a television and yep. it was on sale at Target, and I'm like, well, this one's on sale. This one's fifty dollars more. Let me pull up the reviews and see if it was worth the sale price. Because now I don't know those people who wrote the review, but I believe right. that. Well, you also believe them if everything is not all five stars, That's you know, like when it has, there has to be some people that are not the biggest fan, right? Because right. That, all humans, all humans are different, right, you know. Right. Um, as a professional book reviewer, you want to always write a positive review, but you learn how to do that mm. by with like I have like the bus theory. I have all these different theories, ways to write a book review. But I might not necessarily say, oh, my gosh, I was in love with the book. It was, you know, I gave it to Eric, my friend Erica, and she loved it because, she, you know, she loves romance, <laughs> you know, and I'm not really into romance. I, I mean, I am, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's different when you are, quote, unquote, we're all doing air quotes. I love that. Um, Absolutely. Professional, professional book reviewer. But, but um. I think that all just started because I started doing workshops on how to do book reviews and people were going crazy. Yes. You dial me back because you are the only person in my circle. I get to meet writers and marketers, <laughs> and publishers. And, and, and then there's that one person in her own little box there, Annie McDonald, professional book reviewer. So tell me about that. Well, what happened? I entered a contest with Elle magazine kind of as a joke it was i didn't think i'd ever had the possibility of being chosen and they were looking for 14 book reviewers for their magazine and they said just send us in a book review i reviewed pride and prejudice <laughs> you know one of the uh, best books out there and i just like oh let me review that book so i reviewed it and they wrote me back that i was one of the 14 chosen so I did that for a year, a couple of years, and I learned a lot there because we always had to give two positive and one not necessarily negative, but like one thing we might not have liked about it, because right. sometimes even what you don't like about it, someone will say, oh, oh but I love that. Oh, okay. You know, so I, I learned value in like all kinds of reviews. So, uh, you know, we had to find something sometimes on, on one of the books. Uh, so I learned all these different ways. But then print reviews went out of business and everything started going online. I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? 
So I talked to Amory Nieves, who's a publicist in Queens, and she said, uh, go learn how to run a blog, a review blog from Samantha Mark. She's the best out there. So I said, okay. But, you know, you have to apply to, to work there, work, because you don't get paid. You have to apply and everything. Okay. Uh, and I got accepted, and I started working, learning from her. And then I said, okay, Samantha, I have my wings. I can fly on my own. And I, you know, all the time I was calling everything the right review, the right review, because I wanted to have that name, yeah, yeah. like how you have between the covers, like, right, right. You wanted the right review. It, it means a lot to you. It's like your baby, a name in your baby. And I wanted the right review because I was trying to tell everybody, write your review, Gotcha. write the review. Like, that's what it's all about. Wow. After you read so you, and you trained with the best. I love that. I, I did. I, I mean, she was so serious. She signed a contract just to write a review on her blog. You couldn't put a review somewhere without her permission. Meaning if I read a different book than she, I read for her, mm -hmm. I had to have her permission because anything I wrote, she's writing. So I learned a lot about, about like how to do things as far as book reviews go and how important they are. I was doing it just for the, the fun of it and say hey look what i'm doing for l magazine and here's my review and oh my god look at that, that, that i was so excited but then it just became part of who i was i woke up every day i read a book every day and i interviewed an author every night you see what i just said about how many books are read right there gosh right, right there. there yes, okay. yes. And well like how well wow. like how you well i got up at four i have dogs <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in dog rescue so four to ten book is done you know but um like you were saying uh, it's everybody seeing the book when i wasn't an author i was carrying an author's book around in a see-through bag <laughs> so people would and people always women love to say oh what's that book about mm -hmm. they always want to chit chat about a book um, if I went somewhere by myself, I put it out on the table, even though I'd read it, I've reviewed it. It might've been my best book of the year, you know, and, uh, that's what I did, but yeah. Always promoting others. I think that's fabulous. Yes. Well, let's promote you for a moment. Tell us a little bit about Annie's song, Dandelion's Dreams and Dogs. Tell us. About well, that, that's funny. Two, two years ago, speaking of imposter syndrome, I took a class imposter syndrome and I hadn't written a book yet I had a poem published and mm -hmm. an essay but I said I want to learn how to come in knowing I'm an author not dealing with this imposter syndrome because it seemed terrifying to me because when I interviewed authors they always spoke of this imposter syndrome so I wrote this I am a writer poem we all had to write that poem at the end and it's kind of stuck with me. And then I started taking a class with Diane Zinna. She's an author as well and a teacher uh, on grief writing Sundays. So I would write essays and poems. Um, and you wouldn't believe what you grieve that you don't even think. It could be, oh, gosh, now I have gray. Like just different things you're grieving. It doesn't have to be like the loss of your friend or something only. So every week it was turning into different things. And I was reading it to someone like you, something of publisher. Every day I called it, said, let me read you my essay. Not thinking it was ever going to get published. Just because I was so hyper and excited. And they kept getting better and better. So she said, that's it. We're publishing the, all of these essays and poems. 
And so it became Annie's song because I added music to it with QR codes. Nice. So each song and essay has a song to it. And um, so people can experience the book, not just read it. But, you know, I have stiff person syndrome, like Celine Dion just announced. Like Celine Dion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and she announced that like three days before my book was released. No. And I thought, I have to share with the world what stiff person is. And then not to laugh, not to laugh. But then it was like, oh, my gosh, Celine Dion has it. And now I'm popping out a book. But um, it's, you know, I'm at the terminal and stage of it. And you, I know she is, too, if it's in her vocal cords. Because uh, when it gets to certain points, that's how they decide the stages of it. Okay. And um, so I had to get have a book come out. I really wanted to have a book come out before. And I love my dogs. I'm in dog rescue. It's all uh, One Love Dog Rescue gets some of the money, two writing centers, and the Stiff Person Research Foundation. They're all getting a piece of the pie. Hopefully there's going to be a big pie at some point, <laughs> oh, well, you know, um, but I'm getting a lot of, I, I am getting a lot of good feedback on it, good. but I have to tell you, I was at my doctor's office getting my infusion and a woman said to me, are, did you write Annie's song? And I said, yes. And she said, well, I just moved here from California. I packed my car up when I read your book to come see your doctor because I knew I had stiff person syndrome and she was there getting her first infusion. So uh -huh. I said, okay, done. Cause you always say, yes, you want to change one life. One life. You want to, you know, you want to change someone's mind about something. That's so true. I felt like, I mean, I, I was, you know, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's so. amazing. Oh my gosh. I say that to authors all the time. You just need to touch that one life. I, I know that you will, but we don't always get to. You don't. Oh, that's exactly right. If I wasn't there, I never would have found out. And if I wasn't Gabin, where she got like the little hint that it was me, wow. uh, she never would have asked me. <gasps> you know, oh, so. I just got chills, Annie. I just got chills that she packed up her stuff in California. I know. Oh my gosh! I, I and drove to to New York. Drove to New York because of your. Well, it's a one in a million disease, so it's very hard to be diagnosed and everything. So I understand what you, you people sometimes take seven, eight years to find out what that they have it. So it's um, yeah, I was very humbled, always humbled. Like I would, you know, being asked to do this to write for this book was very humbling to me because of all these famous authors and people, you know, famous people with podcasts like me, but I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just in Facebook land, <laughs> you know, I'm in, a, I'm in Facebook land. So um, I'm not out on YouTube and all of that. But, you, but you're not I'm just in Facebook land. Going that way. Oh, no, you're, you're definitely not just in Facebook. I know, not anymore. Not, not anymore. I seem to be going a little further and I'm trying to learn how to make TikToks. So I'm doing stupid ones with my dogs, you but know, um, but I, <laughs> I know that's true, but I want to learn, but I try to stick a book like the dog holding a book, oh, I like you know, <laughs> I love that. I'll, I'll subscribe to your TikTok channel. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is just an amazing. I, I would 
about your book and thank you. Like I, I do want to say, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm still getting chills over your book touching someone so deeply and life changing. I know everyone was like, what? Like everyone, the nurses and everything. Um, but I just want to say that, um, you know, I, I think reading this about getting more book reviews is so important because authors have the hardest time with this. Mm. And, and, and now I know it's true. And if it's hard for me, that's got to be pretty bad because I've been able to get book reviews for authors for years. But, um, you know, I, I really think that, you know, the book, having a book tour is really important and planning it like right before your book comes out because those are guaranteed reviews. And if you have the right person that's running it, they have really wonderful bookstagrammers that are that are doing this for you and get getting you reviews automatically, which is just wonderful. And I think also interacting with other authors on their newsletters, like rotating around with like giveaways of each other's books and asking for reviews and like shameless, you know, shameless promotion. Put I put a postcard in every book that goes out that says, don't forget to write a review of, you know, um, no, if you liked it or not, just just write the review. So it's huge, and and you know, if we're talking about, there are people that are reading a book a day. Um, now we know that Annie reads a book a day and reviews it. But how many? I had did it last year when I was writing a book. Oh, well, you were. But 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 for nineteen, I was yeah. yeah. But um, how many people are not reviewing books? You know, it's just so, so important. You're right. Well, there's so, different steps. You can ask your 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 readers if you're an author to say, "Hey, this weekend, all I want you to do is go and give me five adjectives on Amazon and Goodreads. Come back here and show it to me, and I'll you know I'll be giving away uh whatever whatever because you, you know you're not giving cash for it, so you're able to do stuff like that. Right, and right. you know." anyone will do five adjectives and that's how everyone that are now bloggers i started them with five adjectives in a class mm. so because people are scared to write reviews right that's the thing too so you have to kind of hold their hand through doing it no and i think the five adjectives is a great idea because people are so afraid to write publicly because there are so many other people who criticize what people write oh you had a misspelling in this you know exactly exactly i also like i like this book i think you should buy it right that's it that's it you know you don't have to write a big song and dance plenty of us are doing that <laughs> yeah. you know i like write another story you know so um yeah i i think that and even just something small to start off with is wonderful. I have, and and now people, then that people start getting used to it and they get excited, you know, and they start writing a lot of reviews and then they're carrying around books in their bag and the whole world is their oyster as far as book reviews go. Wow. I think it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. When, when I became disabled, um, having authors send me books and wanting me to review or take pictures of the book next to my face 
was hysterical. You know, the mountain sing the book, the mountain sing with the Nung Fong Kwai Mai. Okay. She, she reaches out to me from Vietnam and she's like, I want you to take a picture. I'm sending you my book and I want a picture of you. That's the, your face, my book. And I see your face. I was like, no way. I didn't even realize that that's what I always did. Oh my God. You know, everybody has their stick. That was my stick. And I, oh that's my. when I realized. So you have a house filled with books. You can't even walk around. You have so many books. That's yeah, that's true. I have <laughs> my guest rooms full. We're making another room and I we have a library. Oh. So I have a lot of books. Very hard for me to get rid of one. No, no, I get I'll that. I'll pass one on, but I'll beg them to remember to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are such a huge inspiration, not just in your writing yourself and what you're dealing with and how you're influencing others, but in reminding us that we can help each other. And this is a great way to support. I always say the author community is just wonderful because in general, I have felt so much love and support from all the people I've met. But this is a great tangible way, like go out and write a review, folks. That's a that's a tangible way of of, you know, sending somebody a. I got you here. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, we could just inspire one person tonight. Go write a review, send somebody something. That's just fabulous. You know, <laughs> it would really, really help them. And, and every night I write, write a review, write a review. Cause I'm back. I'm backlogged from writing the books. It, I mean, cause I didn't stop reading. So, I mean, I can admit, I, I don't write them all the time right away, but they get there and then everyone's very excited because I try to make them worth the wait, mm. you know, make them good. I'm so. sure. So tell me about next projects. Um, Erica, what's next on your docket? Oh, wow. That is a long list. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have, um, of course, the author's accountability for 2024 coming out. We're releasing um, world building guides in all the different genres. So it's starting with a general world building guide, and then we're releasing some other ones for that. Um, like as, fantasy and sci-fi and like that kind of thing. Yes, because I think girl. Yeah, exactly horror romance. Even I think some authors can get stuck because they forget that what they should write about is like a gigantic glacier even though the book is only the very top of the glacier that they're writing about, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, if you want to build, you have to build a world around what you're doing. Even if it's in the modern world, you still have to build a world. And there are tricks to doing it and ways to keep track of what you're doing that are uh, make sense and make it easy. And so we're, we, we're creating a book. It comes out September 1st called The World Building Guide, and it's the general world building guide. So for any sort of um, book series, you can use that. And then I have um, a uh, horror series that's coming out in, I think it launches in September on Yonder, which is a web app called, the first one is called Jump. And it is a, about a girl who um, can slip into what they call meat jackets, which are people's bodies. And there's a whole Thing about doing that and it's very sci-fi and it's horror Meat and it's jackets. yep that alone is scary yes Woo! yeah 
Um, I I don't generally write stories that have happy endings. So there's there's that. There's you came up with meat jackets by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, and then I want to be um, your friend. <laughs> you know, I one degree of separation. You can't kill anybody. One degree of separation from That's you. Right. That's right. I really don't want to be your enemy. That's for sure. <laughs> And then in January, um, I do another podcast called Eerie Travels, where we, it's like um, folk tales and hauntings and cryptids and weird stuff. So our first book is releasing from that in January, which is Eerie Travels in the Tampa Bay area. So it's a little guidebook that you can keep in your pocket and like make notes and stuff like that about going to see all the places. Terrific. Do you live in the Tampa Bay? Oh, wow. No, I used to. I now live in North Carolina. So the next one after that is going to be North Carolina. But me and um, my co-host travel around and go, you know, and hear stories from people because there's all kinds of stuff out there that um, that just we, we call it paranormal that we just don't have an explanation for right now. So I have that. And then um, uh, I have a book in my um, Randy Michaels, which is my erotica series under Dahlia Lance coming out in um i think it's june of next year which is book three and that is called the training of the tramp that's why you need a journal you see because you have so much going on and then Um, i have all the publications i have about 120 authors now so we release we're up to like 500 books released since 2020 that's just amazing absolutely amazing that's awesome congratulations Thank you. I was Congratulations. on a tour in New You're Orleans welcome. years ago, and they, you know, let us down around the French Quarter to see the ghosts or to to hear the stories. And they, you know, plied There's us ghosts with, there. Yeah. yeah, they plied us with free hurricanes. So after a while, I definitely saw ghosts. That's for sure. Yes, <laughs> New New Orleans is one of those places that we're gonna just do a book on some of that, but mainly the stuff around, because a lot of people have written books about some of the famous things down there. But there is, when you go talk to the people, especially the families that have lived in these areas for a really long period of time, they will tell you all of the stuff that happened and what they familiarly remember the history to be, that maybe history books, things like that have sort of pretended like don't exist anymore, but they'll be like, yeah, let me tell you about this story. And so there's so many amazing little things that you can do little road trips on. I love that. I love that. And thing. people love maps that read books. We love maps, even if it's of a place that we don't can't go visit. Like like you were talking about the world building. You know, people, lo- I mean, we were just talking about that last night. Oh, no, I agree. I'm a map person. Years ago, when I first read the Tolkien trilogy, I was looking at that map of Mordor every single page. I was, I still have it memorized. I love, love a good map. Yes. Andy, what's next on your docket? Um, well, I, I am already, I've oh. been working on book two because mm-hmm. I have a lot more to say. Um, so it's going to be something along the lines of, Annie's song, very similar. And then uh, I'm actually working on a fictional story about the um, spirit of St. Louis. And it's going to be like a time travel story because it took off from Roosevelt Field. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have it where it took off from Roosevelt Field, but he runs into a woman 
who's at Roosevelt Field Mall. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be so cool. If I can make it work. But I'm going to try so hard because it's just a really cool story. And I'm not generally, I don't think so creative. But I, I found a pin that my, my stepmother gave me. And it was a model airplane of the the of that Saint. What is what did I just say it was called? Spirit of Saint Louis. I can't remember. Spirit of Saint Louis. Spirit of Saint Louis. Yes, and it was a lapel pin, and I was holding it, and all of a sudden it was like all this stuff was going off in my head. I said, "Oh my gosh, I've become an author. Yes. Everything I see is a story." You know, okay, so I, I want to do that. And and I get trying to get back to all of my shows because I, I have eight of them wow. at, at the right review for that different authors can come on and do by themselves. Right, right. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, we got some busy people here. Now, Annie, if you have some trouble with that uh, new thing you're writing about the spirit of St. Louis, I know a really book, good book on world building that's coming out in September. <laughs> I will have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and I was already mark taking that off tick. I need, and I need to get the journal. Oh, yeah. I love, love journals. We all need to sit here and take notes yeah. of each other or what's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let me just remind all of our viewers and make sure I get all of this right. Certainly, if you haven't yet gotten your copy of Launchpad, the countdown to marketing your book. Uh, this is the third book in the series following um, Launchpad, the countdown to writing your book, which has... Uh, over a dozen amazing authors, writing coaches from around the world who were giving tips on everything from point of view to scene study to all sorts of things. Uh, the countdown to writing your book is just amazing. The countdown to publishing your book that I know Erica is on uh, outlines lots of different methods to get your book published. The world has changed, the publishing world is changing uh, literally minute by minute. And it's a wonderful resource so that you can um, see what path is going to be best for your book. Um, and there's wonderful people in that book as well who are all professionals in the field and all of their contact information is right there. So you can find uh, Erica and other publishers right there so that you can uh, meet them and get your book published. And then finally, the, the final book in that series, The Countdown to Marketing Your Book, includes certainly uh, Erica Lance and Annie McDonald, plus about a dozen other uh, authors and book marketers talking about everything from branding to social media to Facebook to everything that you want to get for your marketing for your book. So you'll definitely want to grab a copy of that. The Author's Accountability Planner. Um, you, we're only halfway through the year, so grab 2023. Um, it, it's not too late. Absolutely, it's not too late. Grab 2023 and then put in a, a pre-order for 2024 so you could start off your year just right. This is an amazing book. I don't know if any of you are juggling as many different genres and books as author Erica Lance, but even if you're just juggling one, it's going to be a help. Uh, Erica is a powerful, a powerhouse. So as you've met her here, please visit her at ericalance.com. Sign up for her um, newsletter and such so that you can get all of her information delivered to you and you don't miss a thing. Whether you're looking for uh, scary stuff, uh, what was that? A meat holder? A meat jacket. It's meat jacket. Oh my gosh, you just made me skeeve again. Um, <laughs> Good. Then it's the exact right thing. Got oh, it, it is. Yes. Yeah. 
it's it's exactly right and it's oh so skeevy um yes, yes. when you don't want to say it it's bad <laughs> it is definitely bad plus uh four horsemen publications which is an amazing publishing house uh with over 500 titles and many more coming out so definitely go visit them and then finally annie's song a dandelion's dreams and dogs there's going to be more so make sure you read the first one and to say that it is life-changing is not an exaggeration this is absolutely a life-altering book but also please find her at the right review and please take her advice and start writing some reviews because we are all a huge community here uh any place else that they can find you uh annie Oh, Annie McDonald, anything, the right review, anything, I you can find me. But uh, I wanted to say that um, I'm starting a newsletter that's going to come out starting September. Fantastic. So people can sign up for that and get the, the top 10. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Top 10 book review ideas. And um, that'll be sent right to them. But I also wanted to give away one of the books, oh my the God. marketing books, and oh. one of Annie's song. Oh, fantastic. Oh my gosh, you're so generous. And my dog back there. Ah, I love him. I love him back there. He's so cute. I I wouldn't let mine into the room while I'm filming because he would make a mess of this whole thing. I, I couldn't do that. I'm with sorry. My two I'm either. sorry. I can't help it. They, He's so because no, if I don't mine would be like in well, my you know why? Because I I say mommy's going on TV and they all disperse. I gotta teach them that command. <laughs> Mine's just a year old. I don't think he knows his name yet. Yeah, 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 he does. That's cute. <laughs> and Erica, is there any place else that I missed where we could find you? You can find me also on my podcast at drinkingwithauthors.com and eerietravels.com. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm loving Eerie Travels. Um, I'm, I get scared very, very easily. So I'm not reading the Meat Jacket book. I have to admit that. That is, that- <laughs> I went on a- it just shows that not every book is for every audience, but <laughs> but yeah. you can sell it to someone else. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I am more than happy to promote it because I know without having to frighten myself by reading it, it's going to be damn good if it's by Erica Lance. That's for oh, sure. Thank you. That I, I did forget to mention one thing, if you don't mind. Please. Uh, the Well-Read Magazine, I have a column there. And I interview an author or a publisher oh or somebody gosh. with the Proust, uh, a tenant of the Proust interview questions. Wow. And it's a lot of fun. And and, um, and that's a great place for authors to advertise, get to know one another and do th different things there. And there's book reviews in there and everything. So I I'm at Well Read Magazine as well. Unbelievable. I'm so glad that the two of you found time to squeeze me in today. You're amazing. And uh, I'm sure our paths will cross again. But in the meantime, for all of our viewers, please find Erica and Annie. You won't be sorry. And thanks for joining us between the covers. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank, Thank you. you, Erica. It was nice to meet you both.